T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Just briefly, uh, Steve Scully has one of tonight's speakers. I've got to tell you, I have no idea who this person was, but there's a swarm of people around The Rock. We'll turn him around and find out what all the excitement is about. He apparently is going to be one of the speakers here tonight. I'm going to show you my naivete, all this crowd around you, and I had no idea who you are. Who is The Rock? That's okay. Well, I didn't know you either, so I guess we're kind of even. Uh, who is The Rock? Uh, the Rock is the most electrifying man in sports entertainment, the WWF champion. What do you think of all of this, this crowd around you? I think it's fantastic. They all smell what The Rock is cooking. What is The Rock cooking? Rock co Rock's going to cook up some uh, pancakes and chocolate chip cookies. Steve Scully on the convention floor. Steve, we've got to get you out of politics once in a while. Wrestling is the number one rated program in television time after time. Michael Caputo is joining me for the first segment. He was on with Tom Bowerly, and I'm going to keep him here a little bit longer. We're live at the Republican National Convention from Cleveland. Media Row inside the parking ramp right next to the Quicken Loans Arena, and that's where they have everyone set up. YouTube is here. Mm -hmm. YouTube right. is pretty big. Yeah, I don't know are. if uh, you, you watch YouTube ever. But they've got I've, a lot I've of heard stuff. Of them. Yeah, yeah, they've got a lot of stuff. You know, it, actually, in the back, when a when a speaker comes off the podium, on the stage, and he walks back to the exit area, there is Snapchat back there, right there, right there backstage. So you can take a quick snap because that's all they need. That's right. They, I think Snapchat does vi video too, mm -hmm. and they're they're going to do like a quick little Snapchat video with that just came off first time that's ever been done it's back in the back where nobody's allowed to go so snapchat actually has some pretty serious real estate you had a role in setting mm -hmm. up some of uh, what we see here today i've been so thoroughly impressed with security mm -hmm. it's beyond anything just when you think you've seen take donald trump in buffalo for example mm -hmm. and you think that is a large security presence that pales in comparison to what you see here the way of the way I remember the the security presence in Buffalo to the way it is here I'd say it was about 120th the presence maybe a little bit smaller maybe 125th um, just from the briefings I had in Buffalo and the briefings I've had here um, the, the the security presence it just absolutely dwarfs what happened in Buffalo. But, you know, what's really interesting here. You probably noticed this as well. If you don't want to see an anti-Trump protester, you don't have to see them. They That's keep right. us completely separated. They didn't do that in Buffalo. You actually had to walk right through the, the anti-Trump protesters. But, you know, these were all Buffalonians, so they were friendly people. Here in Cleveland, we're not quite sure who these people are. They're coming in from all over the place. You can see protesters out and about different corners. Once you're inside here, it's 
like its own little community. Mm-hmm. You have the various locations. You have different places to get something to eat or drink. Mm-hmm. And it is a huge gated-off area. If you could compare this to a normal convention or other conventions, how large of an area is this? Is this typical? Is this totally out of the norm, somewhere in between? I think it's pretty typical. This is what they call the Secret Service area, the the, the, the secured area. And um, the challenge here this time, uh, well, there were many challenges with this. First of all, it's a huge area. It's typically quite large, but I think it's bigger than ever before. We have a basketball arena and a baseball stadium, uh, a baseball uh, uh, ballpark within the within the, the footprint of the, secure, the Secret Service secured area, as well as another 15 or 20 buildings. And uh, all the walking areas in order to get in are all secured as well. So once you get behind that bike rack, uh, you can go pretty much anywhere in the size of downtown Buffalo without leaving Secret Service protection. It's pretty amazing, actually. But, you know, another thing is interesting. A lot of the media operations are at the convention center, which is nine-tenths of a mile away. And if, if for example, uh, a senator uh, needs to go on CNN, CNN's main stage is here. Right, right, We could throw a stone right here and hit Wolf Blitzer. I have. You I have. have. Yeah. Uh, you probably didn't even feel it. it was tough <laughs> yeah. Buffalo guys, you know. But, uh, uh, but they also say, you know, you wanted to be on uh, NBC t- uh, stage over there for Good Morning America. I think that's out at uh, the media room out in the convention center or whatever. If you want to go and meet with a reporter out of the convention center, you can actually get on a bus inside the Secret Service perimeter here and then the bus takes you to the Secret Ser- to the Secret Service perimeter of the convention center, lets you off there, and you've never left the Secret Service protection. The whole time you're on that bus, you're under Secret Service protection. So it, not only is it as big as this down here where we're all sitting, there's another area nine-tenths of a mile away that's also under the perimeter as well. It's amazing how it's taken over the complete city. You can't turn anywhere without seeing somebody in uniform. Uh, keeping everyone secure. You can't turn your head without seeing Donald Trump, uh, whether it's a bobblehead or a hat or a T-shirt, in some store, on a street corner, something like that. You can't turn your head without uh, getting an Uber ride, which is pretty nice for it all is. of us. Uh, I thought it was amazing. I tell you, I, I thought it was amazing. I was here for uh, a month plus uh, uh, during the month of, I guess, uh, most of May and June, right? And you step out of a building in, in Manhattan and order up an Uber, you got somebody in three minutes. You do that in Cleveland, it might take nine, but you get an Uber. And, these, and, and, the, and the Uber cars in Cleveland, they're a little bit later model cars. You'll, you might get a, a 2009 a Honda uh, instead of a 2016 like you'd get in New York City. Um, but it's really a great service, and it, it's moving. They're moving so many people here, and there are people. I've, I've talked to a lot of the Uber drivers. I took them everywhere when I was here. Um, they, there are guys who have taken a leave of absence from their jobs, who oh, yeah. have retired early to do this. My trip here this afternoon, the guy was from Columbus, mm-hmm. and he traveled here. He's here for the week just to drive for Uber because there's so many people. I haven't waited more than five minutes for a car my entire time here, whether I'm in the city or whether I'm 30 minutes away back by the airport. You know, the, the, the Democrat National Convention actually uses... Ooh, let, me, let me back up. The Republican uh, National Committee and the convention center and, uh, and, and the convention team, they have, uh, they have uh, 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 a motor pool that uh, 
uh, the shuttles them around. You know, those black cars, you know, the, the Lincoln Town cars. Mm-hmm. Shuttling people from, from place to place, interview to interview. There Every morning there are 50 different breakfasts where the Republican National Committee has to shuttle speakers. So there are 50, no, let's say there are two to three speakers per delegate breakfast. So they're shuffling 150 people around in cars all over the place to get them to these breakfasts to talk about the candidate, et cetera, et cetera. A great example, at the New York uh, a delegation breakfast this morning, uh, Newt Gingrich was the speaker. And he came there to New York because, A, uh, he's a very hugely sought-after surrogate. B, New York is the home state of the candidate, right? So we got our pick in the New York State delegation. In Philadelphia, they don't have a motor pool. They're using Uber. They're outsourcing it. Somehow or another, they went and privatized their... That's wild. Their, yeah, they, they privatized their motor pool, and we're uh, the, the Socialist Republic of the Republicans here. Yeah. Um, Looking at today, what happened on the floor? Is all the official business done and over with? Are we done with all that? Well, I mean, we're supposed to be. And I think we're going to see, for all intents and purposes, we are. Uh, We had a a small group of kind of uh, never-Trump Republicans trying very hard to change the rules so that uh, last week, so that uh, the, the delegates who were here to represent the votes that were taken in the primary and the caucus in their state to free them up so they didn't have to vote how their how the, 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 the state's Republicans had voted. Of course, disenfranchising all the people who spent time at the polls uh, the, for the last seven, eight months. They failed miserably. Uh, the Rules Committee, uh, you, you put out a majority report, and that majority report kept the people bound to the, to the voters' uh, choices in the primaries. In order to even have your ideas considered in the minority, you have to pass a minority report. That report will go to the floor of the convention, which would have happened today. And that, that minority report, if you get enough steam behind it, you can actually change all the rules on the convention floor. They didn't even have the 28 members of the rules committee necessary to, get, to report out a minority report. So they didn't have the support in the committee structure. Then they tried to force uh, changes to the rules today. First thing they did was uh, they tried to, first of all, the, the, the Trump forces were trying to get a voice vote of the rules package that was passed out of the committee last week. The, the never Trump people were trying to scream that down, trying to stop them from having a voice vote. And then when, that, when, they, when they failed to do that, failed miserably, by the way, it was very, very clear that, uh, uh, that from the voice vote that was on the floor that there were very few people who were, who were in favor of the never Trump plan. They had, we, we have 44 states out of 50 who were supporting Trump. Six states tried to band together uh, to, to force a vote on a, a, a you know, to, to force a change in the rules. They didn't do it. In fact, Colorado, when they failed to do it, Colorado's delegates actually left the floor. There is no Colorado delegation at the Republican National Convention right now. Now, I don't think all of Colorado is anti-Trump. I think there are a lot of Trump supporters in that delegation. There's probably at least a few. There are, but in the states, they actually got up and walked out. If you look at the floor during this, during the the, the stuff today, this evening, and tonight is uh, all about security, national security. The the Colorado delegation will be virtually empty. Smoke break, long drawn out smoke break, you know, Colorado <laughs> style. That's right. Um, okay, so. Hopefully that, you know, I, I've said this a few times, whether you like Donald Trump, whether you think he is the worst thing to ever happen to politics, as an American, 
the last thing you'd want to see is for a group of people, uh, I don't care how many del I don't care if it's every single delegate who's on the floor in Cleveland, ignore the fact that he has more votes in a primary than any other Republican before. The fact that people want to... You said it, disenfranchised. I right. can't think of really another word right. for it's it. The disenfranchised word. the voters who voted for Donald Trump. That's inherently un-American. And, and undemocratic and, and anti-Republican, in fact. And, and it's interesting because this guy, Ken Cuccinelli, who is the kind of technical leader of all of this anti-Trump movement here in the convention, Ken Cuccinelli, who ran for, for governor of Virginia and lost... Um, who, a guy who I actually wrote a check to uh, when he was running for Virginia governor, a guy who I, I thought pretty highly of. I went to a fundraiser for him in, in, uh, in the Virginia area, the, the D.C. area. Uh, somehow or another, he's gone off the edge. And, and he has been leading this stuff, all the, all the tricks and chicanery that have been going on, all the screaming on the floor. He's been leading all of it. And so just after the, the, the floor events today, uh, uh, a reporter said, now, you're, you're the leader of the anti-Trump movement. And he got this look on his face like, I am not anti-Trump. I'm not anti-Trump. Cuccinelli's starting to feel it. He's starting to understand that he doesn't have near, not even near the support that he needs to make even a mark on this, uh, on this convention. And he's already taken it too far. They've been trying to force roll call votes that would take hours and hours to complete. And he's the guy behind it. Let me tell you something. If Donald Trump wins this election, Ken Cuccinelli could not win dog catcher in Richmond, Virginia. And he and his guys, uh, uh, Gordon Humphrey, who's a, a former U.S. senator, who's a Donald Trump hater, these people are now seeing their careers flash before their eyes. They don't know where they're going to be a year from now. If Donald Trump wins, they're in a world of hurt. If Donald Trump loses... I still think the people who are attending this convention will always remember the games that these people have been playing. It has to leave a bad taste in your mouth as a voter that somebody would try to go against the will of the voter. That, no question. At the end, that's what it's supposed to be about. All right, uh, Michael, you got um, – I feel like I upset you a while ago. I unfollowed you on Twitter for a while. Yes, you did. You unfollowed me first, though. I didn't it do that. It should be noticed. It, was, it must have happened when, when, when my Twitter was hacked and they sent out that terrible thing about Trump. <laughs> and then they unfollowed me. Um, so I, I try and keep my who I'm following down low. And I was making cuts, and you, you just talk too I did much make about the cut. you talk too much about politics. I know, I know, I do. You want to mix in any pro wrestling tweets in there? I, I, if that'll lure me back into your good graces, I'll do that. I have to learn a little I'd, bit about I'd it. I'd like to see a few, or maybe some entertainment tweets. We've got Scott Bayo tonight. Right, I'm excited. Are you as getting soon to as Scott? I learn. Are you getting to Scott? Apparently, Scott Bayo's security. Is oh they're ninjas Trump levels yeah they're ninjas tonight oh yeah I don't understand why he was Bob blah blah after all yes, so exactly. maybe that's why we heard Nick Langworthy earlier on I talked with him and he said that it takes a lot of courage for Scott Bayo someone who works in Hollywood to be as outspoken a supporter of Trump as he is I think a lot of people came into this convention thinking this is going to be the Hollywood convention. We're going to see reality stars. We're going to see people from the world of entertainment. It's going to be completely different. And I told Tom Bowerly here uh, just about an hour ago, think of every singer you like. Think of every actor who you might follow on social media. And what percentage of those people are vocally supportive of Trump versus the opposite? Right. 
How difficult is it for Donald Trump to attract those people to the convention? It's interesting because when I was working uh, for Trump, I was in, in, involved in this uh, celebrity recruitment for the convention. You're actually going to see fewer celebrities at this convention than you saw at Mitt Romney's convention, than you saw at, at John McCain's convention. And the celebrities that I talked to on the phone, I spoke to dozens of them, they were like, you know what, I support Donald, but I can't take the hit. I can't take the hit on my resume. If I get out there, if I go to the convention, if I show my face, I'm not going to be picked for the, a part in a movie next year. It'll cost me millions of dollars. And I'll tell you, if, I, if one person told me that, a dozen people told me that. You're going to see fewer celebrities at this convention, even though Donald Trump is in the TV business. Does that surprise you, thinking of your mindset when you started that recruitment? I just, I just flew in from Hollywood. I was there uh, uh, doing some work and meeting with some people. And, and, oh, oh. and I'll, I'll tell you, I'm shocked. I mean, I, I don't look. I, I'm not naive. I understand Hollywood is a tough place to work if you're a conservative. Just like, you know, uh, uh, you know, I just can't believe how gutless uh, and how how soured on America uh, Hollywood is. I'm I'm really shocked at it. I always knew it was this way. It wasn't until I started calling and trying to get people to come here. That it really saw how difficult it was, and then I, you know, at a couple of dinners this week in Hollywood, the looks that I got when I said that I was going to the Republican convention, and I'm not even in the business, you know, it, it to me it's astonishing, and I, and I think it also listen. The Democrats have gotten control of our schools, the Democrats have gotten control of our universities, the Democrats have gotten control of Hollywood, they've gotten control of the news business, now they've gotten control of of Wall Street. And now they've gotten control of technology, Google, Facebook. They run all of that. But there's not much left for us as Republicans. And one of the reasons why our country is in such bad shape and why there's so little tolerance for Republican opinion is because all seven of those verticals of industry in this nation kowtow to Hillary Clinton. You have YouTube here. They're good. <laughs> you know, it's YouTube is here. You know, um, Apple... Uh, uh, refuse to give computers like they usually do um you know as as we all know uh google uh, throttles its results to favor hillary clinton um google's here you know so uh, they put on their face of bipartisanship when they come here but really they're 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 juicing the internet they're juicing uh tv series they're juicing the the silver screen they're juicing our kids who are in college they're 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 setting them all up to vote liberal liberal democrat for the rest of their lives michael caputo thank you so much for joining us here thanks a lot not only with me but with tom bowerly just a few short minutes ago we are late on a break let's take that now brian mazarowski live from the republican national convention in cleveland we'll be back after this Welcome back to the Republican National Convention in Cleveland. We are on Media Row. Brian Mazarowski here on WBEN. We were just joined by Michael Caputo. If you missed any of that, a lot of this will be available later on. Just check out WBEN.com on demand. There's going to be a ton of good stuff there this week from the convention from Cleveland. We're taking your calls tonight and uh, on a whole lot of things. we got to talk about Uber. Because this event, this is a humongous event that Buffalo cannot host. 
because they don't have ride sharing. It's pretty much that simple. Without <laughs> without Uber and Lyft, this convention wouldn't work. I'm looking at all these people. There's a couple media shuttles that'll take you to and from hotels. Without ride sharing, this convention would not work. So we'll take some of your calls on Uber, Lyft, things like that. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, what what's been going on here the first day of the convention, and then of course we've got. Uh, I've already blown off this break. I'm sorry, Mike. Back. Uh, I haven't been looking at the clock, but uh, we'll hear from Scott Bayo. We'll hear from Don King, all the cool people, and then Rudy Giuliani and uh, Donald Trump will introduce his wife later on. All that good stuff to come here on W B E N. Stay tuned. Welcome back here to the Republican National Convention. Brian Mazarowski here with you live on Media Row. You know, things have died down here quite a bit since I got here uh, this afternoon. Everyone was bustling around. You could find people walking around just about everywhere. If you were listening to Tom Bowerly a little earlier, he said uh, you had Herman Cain walking around. We saw Don King walking around. I was walking to get a bottle of water. And all of a sudden, I see Don King. Or I should say, I see a flood of people, and I go, what's everybody talking? It's Don King. We'll hear from Don King a little bit later on in the program. Scott Bayo is scheduled to speak tonight. The official uh, program tonight should begin in, I'd say, roughly 15 minutes or so. It's set to begin just before 8, and all the important speakers will bring to you. It's been a really cool time in Cleveland so far. You don't think of Cleveland as a city that's so much bigger than Buffalo. But walking around downtown, you kind of get that feeling. Man, Cleveland is big. There's stuff to do on just about every corner downtown. So it's a really cool time hanging out here. And uh, I mentioned taking Uber to and from where we're staying out by the airport to downtown Cleveland, and it's basically the one reason where I look at, you know, sure, Cleveland's a little bit bigger. Uh, There's different amenities. Like, you look at how it's set up here tonight. You have the Quicken Loans Arena right next to this parking ramp where the media row is, and it's right next to uh, Jacobs Field, which I think is now Progressive Field, maybe, but they have the baseball stadium open and uh, events going on there, too. So it's this whole big complex, and Buffalo isn't quite built up like that yet. But we're still on par with Cleveland, or at least you like to think that. The one thing, though, the one reason why Buffalo could never host something like this is because ride-sharing, Uber, Lyft, they're so vital to making this go. We were downtown last night. Uh, We took an uber ride to get from our hotel by the airport to downtown we went to great lakes brewing uh cool place good trip finally got to uh, head out there and see it and then we walked around downtown cleveland and by the time we were ready to head back to our hotel we called up uh, another uber on the phone used the app 
And then we, I, I looked over, I, I was out there with Tom, and I said, you know what? I haven't seen a single marked cab this entire time we've been walking around. And at that point, we've been walking around for a good hour just checking out uh, how big the security enclosure is, everything like that. I hadn't seen a single marked cab. And you know what? When the NHL draft was in Buffalo uh, just about a month ago, that was the complaint. Where are all the cabs? I have to call a cab. I have to wait this long for a cab to come through. Where are all the marked cabs? They should be out here. I had the same thing. But the difference here is you can dial up on your phone, and in five minutes, your ride is waiting. It takes you there. It's cheaper. You don't have to fork over any money. You don't have to hand anybody your credit card. It's all taken care for you right on the phone. And Buffalo doesn't have that. Without ride sharing, this couldn't run because people need to go from place to place, and a media shuttle, while it's a great service, isn't going to cut it for getting people to where they need to go right away. Uh, Uber's done some cool things too you heard michael caputo mention that usually in cleveland it might take you uh, up to 10 minutes to get a ride i haven't waited more than five minutes because they sent out an alert drivers uber drivers nearby near the cleveland area if you're an hour away you're two hours away Uh, the guy who drove me here was from columbus he's staying here for the week to drive for uber and uh, make the cash because people are going to and from all hours of the day they bring in the drivers so they have enough to take care of just about everybody. I haven't had a problem yet getting a ride. And it's why Buffalo could never host an event of this magnitude. You know, we talk a lot about a new stadium. Well, does a new stadium mean that the Bills in Buffalo could host a Super Bowl sometime? And maybe try doing that without a ride-sharing service. You build a new stadium, and you have a train line that goes just down Main Street, and a certain amount of cabs in the area, that's going to be a mess getting people to and from a Super Bowl area. And a Super Bowl, looking at the scope of this, this is much larger than a Super Bowl. So Buffalo's behind, and it's because we don't have that service available to us right now. If we did have that service... I see no reason why more events like this couldn't come to the Buffalo area, uh, even events on this big of a scale. I don't understand why most people are just kind of okay with this. (laughs) I guess maybe we're so used to it. We're used to driving around uh, to get to places, used to figuring out the ride thing beforehand, or used to waiting a long time if we need to hail a cab or get a ride but it seems so you spend just a couple days in a city like this where that service is available and you say why is this not available where i live and it's uh, you hear all the arguments you hear the insurance argument you hear how it might drive a cab company out of business and i will submit to the fact that it's not fair on all levels Uh, Why can Uber operate this way, but a cab company has to pay this type of insurance just because they call themselves a cab company? That's completely true, and those laws should be changed. And let's figure that out, but let's get ride-sharing in Buffalo. And I always liken it to Netflix. When Netflix came around, nobody said, 
hey, wait a second, you're going to put all the blockbusters out of business. This really isn't fair to Blockbuster. You've got a great service there, but why don't you hang on for just a quick second? Uh, we're not going to allow you to operate right now. We're going to wait till Blockbuster kind of gets up to speed. We're going to change the rules for them, uh, allow them to stream some movies, and then you can launch your service. That's basically how it seems to a lot of people, The <laughs> how they're treating cabs and uber right now and it's unbelievable to me that uh, we're still waiting that it's still going through that process because it's something that i think uh, for buffalo if you want to and people love whether it's a politician whether it's uh, people who work in the tourism industry anytime any events you know forget about a national convention like this anytime you're hosting four games in the NCAA tournament. Anything like that, people love to make a big deal about the money it's bringing to the city. Imagine how much more attractive Buffalo would be to events like this if ride-sharing were available. Do you agree? See, to me, it just sounds like we're stifling innovation in order to make a fair playing field and i'm all for making the playing field as fair as it possibly can for businesses to operate but when you get to a point where you're stopping people from running their service that's better you know it used to be like the netflix example i found a better way to do this and you know what other company you know what blockbuster you know what uh, you name whatever's going to go out of business if you don't keep up or find a way to adapt with me you're going to go out of business. And that's kind of the way it's been. And it's a bad thing when people lose their jobs, but we can't just hold our whole tech. What's the word I'm looking for? We can't hold technology down in the name of fairness. I don't think it works. If you spend three days in a city that has this available and then you come back home, you're going to want it where you live. We're taking your calls, 1-800-930-0930. I'm pretty sure that's the right number, Mike. I don't know why. 803-0930. I don't know why I said 1-800. I'm looking at a bunch of different phone numbers here. 803-0930. We're taking your calls on uh, whether it's Uber, what your opinion is. Would you want to see an event like this in Buffalo? I got to tell you, after spending the last 20 minutes saying Buffalo won't get an event like this, I don't think I'd want it, seeing how much of the city is shut down, how many people are. Yeah, it's great to see this many people here, but I'm a little nervous about what might happen. I wouldn't want to see an event of this magnitude in my city. It, it creates an inconvenience. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Of course, the uh, convention, the nighttime part, that's uh, about to get started any minute. Anytime there's a big speaker, we'll take you to the floor. Taking your calls, 803-0930. Brian Mazarowski live from Cleveland at the Republican National Convention on WBEN. Now we save that for later, Mike. Brian Mazarowski here. WBEN at the Republican National Convention in Cleveland, Media Row. We're talking everything about the convention. And I uh, I kind of went off on the last segment about Uber in Buffalo, ride-sharing in Buffalo, why something like this 
could not happen in this day and age without ride sharing. I wouldn't know how to get to and from my hotel if I didn't have the Uber app. I, I guess I could find a shuttle schedule somewhere. There's none posted. Maybe maybe I got one emailed to me at some point. I'm not sure. I'd have to find that and then wait around for it. Needless to say, that's not going to happen. James in Buffalo, you are on WBEN, and uh, you've ridden an Uber. You're from Buffalo, but you've been somewhere else where they've had it. Uh, what do you think? So um, thanks for taking my call, and um, I'm actually from Canton, Ohio. So I've been a Cleveland fan uh, all my life, a Cavs fan, Indians fan. So when Cleveland won the NBA championship, I said, I'm going to go down to the parade. So me and a couple of friends went from Buffalo to Cleveland, and we got to the parade. Everybody was telling us, all my family in Cleveland was saying, uh, take the metro into the city. So we get there at like 7.30 in the morning. We must have left around 4 in the morning from Buffalo. And the metro was four hours backed up to get into the city. And all we had to go was 10 miles. So we started walking because we're not going to be turned away. It's a two-hour walk. We're going to get into the city. And I had Ubered on my phone from being down in like San Antonio and other cities. I just turned it on and said, let me see if I can get an Uber. I didn't even know Cleveland had ride sharing turned it on they said 15 minutes they beat to us as we were walking towards the parade so we didn't lose any time guy pulls over to the side of the road and goes james from the gps on my phone we see him we hop in the car we go we need to get to the queue how quickly can you get us there he goes nobody is on the road i can have you there in 10 minutes we got to the parade route from the middle of cleveland right at the end of the parade route in 10 minutes no issues it only costs $30. And can, you can't even compare that to an experience you would have in Buffalo. No, I mean... There, there's nothing in Buffalo right now that can give you that, unless you park and ride with the Metro. But at that point, you'd have to know in advance that's what you're going to do. This, you, you were able to do on the fly. Yeah, I, I mean, for example, this is about 10 years ago, but uh, we would I went to Buff State, and we would go to Chippewa Street on the weekends, and I'd get a cab home, and it'd be $25 for the cab from Chippewa to Buff State, uh, going up Elmwood. And, and that's nothing. It took me, I think it cost, and this is with, they do a surge pricing. And, uh, by the way, James, thank you uh, for the input here on WBEN, taking your calls, 803-0930. Uh, this, they put an extra cost when things like this are going on. So when there's a ton of people all wanting a ride at one point, they charge you, uh, you know, an extra few few bucks per ride. Uh, surge pricing, they call it. Even with that, I'm able to take the 20-some-odd-minute ride from the airport to, I mean, I'm telling you, right outside the gate where I have to enter for security, and it only costs $20, which is the same uh, James was just saying that he paid for a quick ride down Elmwood. And this is a 20-minute ride through some of the most crazy traffic that I'm sure any of these drivers have seen before in Cleveland. Yeah, well, maybe that uh, parade would have, uh, I guess, been the same thing. Some road closures. There's a lot of roads closed throughout the area of Cleveland. And it's there's nothing like it. Let me tell you, if I had to take a taxi from the airport to here, it's all going at Intercom's tab, but I wouldn't like it. Mark in Elma, you are, uh, you're against it. Let me know why. Yeah. Just like Mark, a, you're on WBEN. 
Yeah, just like I'm against food trucks too, but that's for another show. Um, you know, you're putting taxi cab drivers out of uh, out of business slowly but surely. I've been to Cleveland. If that guy drove all night and the streets were empty, he could have drove to the queue. I mean, I, I just spent five days in Cleveland. Beautiful city. They're way ahead of Buffalo. Uh, not a little bit by leaps and bounds. And, um, okay, so they got Uber. So, so they're putting cab drivers out of business. Great. Like food trucks here are parking out in front of restaurants and, 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 and squelching their business. So, I mean, I'm against all this West Coast ideology coming slowly across the country. Now, wait, wait, wait. Let me just stop you on the food truck part, and I'll let you uh, explain your point after this. I, I, I won't buy that because if you're walking down, say you're walking down Elmwood in Buffalo, and you've got uh, what's uh, a couple of these restaurants coming. And you know what, Mark? I've got the cue from Mike back in the show. I'm going to pop you on hold, and we're going to come back after the break. Brian Mazarowski live here, the Republican National Convention. We're on Media Row, and we will be back with all the action and uh, your thoughts after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.